Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com, for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. Today I've got Coach Nick Holton with me. Coach Holton is entering his second season as a graduate assistant at Eastern Michigan football. Uh, before his time there, he spent a couple years at Lawrence Technical University where he served as an offensive line coach, along with acting as the community service coordinator. Prior to joining Lawrence Tech, Holton spent three seasons at Loris College from 2014 to 2016 and helped coach the Dewhawks running backs, hybrids, and tight ends. Holton was also an offensive lineman at Loris from 2009 to 2012, where he started 30 games and was a team captain his senior year. Uh, Coach Holton, pleasure to have you. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Pleasure being on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time. We were just talking a little bit off air, uh, you know, before we started recording just about how, how busy things are. And, 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 you know, it's, it makes me feel, uh, it makes me feel not as bad knowing that, that you guys at the, the, that level or experience the same problems we are at our level. So it's, um, it's, uh, you know, we're all in this together for sure. No doubt. You know, it kind of made it a even playing field. It almost seems like yeah. at some point, cause yeah. exactly. everybody's going through the same thing right now. Exactly. Uh, you know, first question I've got for you and, and you can talk a bit about this, uh, throughout your career. Um, how important was the offensive line to the success of, of the, the teams you've been a part of? I, I mean, both sides of the line, I think are, integral and in, you know having success through you know through the years it seems like you know the teams that are able to run the ball you know have always you know seem to be the best uh teams that we've had um and then defensively teams that are able to basically stop the run you know you see the most success from those teams so mm-hmm. and i also would say you know having an effective run game is vital you know, you don't have to be a, you know, double wing and <laughs> running the ball every down, but having right. a run game that you can rely on in short yardage is, is huge. Right. Know. Yeah, and an efficient run game is sometimes better than a, a dominant run game. Yep, especially, you know, see a lot of the air raid teams still have, you know, effective running and are efficient and mm-hmm. picking up first downs when they need to and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, it's, it's – uh, you get a lot of guys on Twitter – um, in, in our, in our coaching world that argue, uh, you know, if you're throwing the ball more than five times a game, you're dumb. And if you're doing this and that and this and that, but, uh, you know, that's a great point that an efficient run game is, is going to be, uh, is going to be nasty. and It's going to be dangerous because when it's, you know, when it's second and two or third and short and you can pick up five, six yards on a, on a quick little run play and keep the drive moving and keep the chains going, that's, uh, that's pretty good. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. And being able to, uh, I lost my train of thought there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start over here. 
I'm, I'm sorry. No, you're good. We were talking about efficient run game. Yeah, and then being able to uh, – basically, you know, being able to – there's a million ways to skin a cat and there's right. no right or wrong offenses or defenses. It's, you know, your teaching and preparation of the guys. Right. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so my first question for you, and, and looking at your bio, the thing that kind of popped out at me um, as kind of an interesting thing, and it's something that a lot of coaches don't realize is, is a big part of the game, but your time at Lawrence Tech, you were the community service coordinator. Um, talk to me a little bit about what that, you know, those responsibilities and, and, and some things that you did with, with that role. So was, as being at Lawrence Tech, it was a startup program. So it was our first year, you know, my first two years, 2017 and 18 there were basically the 17 was just all practice, no games. And then 18 was our first season of competition. So as a community service coordinator, you know, my big thing was trying to get the guys out in the community and spread the word of, you know, football is back in Southfield, Michigan, and kind of get the word out of what, you know, what we're building there at Lawrence Tech and getting the guys in the community doing events, whether it be from, you know, the MLK walk to helping out at, you know, different Habitat for Humanity events, mm -hmm. you know, anything, anything in the community that we could get a part of, we tried to do just to get the word out about the program and help the community itself. So right. you know, being at the lower levels, you wear a million hats and that was the one I got and, you know, really enjoyed it. <laughs> what, what, I mean, was it, <clears throat> was the community open to, to, you know, were they excited about the football coming back? Were they open to it or, or did you get kind of some pushback from, from some places that kind of said, no, they were okay without it. Let's not worry about it. To have, you know, football, college football in that Southfield, Michigan, you know, the north, northwest suburb there of Detroit, um, right down the road from, you know, uh, Ford Field, downtown Detroit. So you go to the gas station to grab a Mountain Dew or something, and so you're wearing Lawrence Tech, and they're like, oh, football's coming back, right? Yep, yep, coaching there. So they were, they were pumped to have it. And then, you know, our first game, 2018, was standing room capacity at the field. You know, we had limited – stands as is but you know it was packed people standing all the way around on the on the uh fence you know it was pretty neat to see the community come together and embrace them for sure that's that's cool because you don't you know you you see that obviously you see that a ton in in high school and you see it a ton at, at the the larger level uh but but to get that community you don't want to, I mean, I guess I don't want to use the term buy-in, but to get that community support and excitement at, at kind of the smaller, lower, lower level schools, it's, it's really, it's really special for sure. No doubt. We even had, you know, at our very first, like uh, the class of 2018, like signing day event, we had the, you know, the mayor and a bunch of board members from the community at the event, you know, embracing and showing their support. So that was, that was really awesome to see. That's, that is pretty cool right there. Um, you know, my, my, my second question that kind of, and it kind of encompasses all of your, all of your career, um, I guess, but you know, you've coached, you've coached at the D3 level, you've coached at the NAI level, and, and now you're coaching at the, um, at the FCS level. Talk to me a little bit about recruiting at all three of those and how they're different and, and how, you know, maybe the, some of the struggles you've had at, at all three of the levels as well. Uh, really, it's kind of been from moving from those levels to 
the you know Division One FBS is kind of the time period, you know, in Division Three in my NAI days, it was, you know, we're still recruiting basically at this time for that 2020 class, you know, final finishing up and everything. Whereas now we've already had the 2020 class basically done since December, and you're when we're on 2021s, right? Current you know, juniors, so that timeline period gets bumped up. So you're, you know, learning how to evaluate guys in their sophomore to junior year to push offers out and stuff like that. So it's kind of really the biggest thing is the, the timeline difference and when you're recruiting guys and evaluating film off of, you know, not seeing senior film quite yet and getting offers out that way. So, and then really just the difference in, you know, packaging, you know, their, uh, basically their scholarships, you know, at the division three level, you know, if they're getting academic scholarships only and then NAI, you're able to give some, ac- some athletic money and academic and then, mm-hmm. you know, division one finding your full scholarship and then walk on guys. So really kind of the evaluation process there. And then just a different level of, you know, guys that probably could have been at, you know, D three guys, you still get a NAI and then, you know, walk on guys probably, you're stealing from D2s and FCS that you're trying to, you know, recruit and bring into your program that will develop into great players. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, and really the evaluation process doesn't doesn't change as much. You know, you're still looking at, at trying to get the best guys that fit into your into your program too. So I, I'm sure that's, that's something that's kind of not been a too big of a change as well. No, not at all. You know, we still – we're still looking for guys that, you know, you get to know and build relationships. It's mainly, you know, how I look at recruiting is building those relationships with guys and getting right. to know them on a personal level and making sure they fit your, you know, the cliche word of culture, but right. really it's just your team, you know what I mean? And it well, doesn't matter what where they come from. It's, you know, are they good people and right. able to play football? I think that's, I think that's one of the things that, that kids today and, and any kids that are listening to this, any high school guys listen to this, build relationships. Don't, don't reach out to us coaches and just say, coach, can I have an offer without having some sort of communication or some sort of face-to-face or some sort of phone call or some sort of visit because, um, you know, that's, that's the thing that I don't, I don't know if you see, and you're going to, I'm going to get on my soapbox now. So sorry. Um, <laughs> that's good. But when, I don't know if you see this on Twitter where these guys uh, throw out, all these, you know, like hashtag offer Fridays and I'm going to offer a kid on Twitter today and, and all those types of things. I, to me, that's just shame on the coaches, first of all, but, but, you know, shame on the kids a little bit for kind of falling for that, you know, make, build a relationship guys, because you're, don't just, don't just go someplace because they're going to offer you a scholarship, go someplace that, where you're going to learn and where you're going to, grow as a you know as a a young man and and um make you know make the most out of your decision so that the the whole the whole offer friday thing that i keep seeing on twitter is kind of killing me a little bit i I don't know if you've seen it or not no i I have and i know i know exactly what you mean and you know kind of two things on that too like you know when i was at you know the naia's and you know trying to recruit against these schools and guys got a bunch of offers, but it's past signing day and you're trying to recruit them. It's like, well, when's the last time you've talked to a coach right. from there or anything like that, you know? And then same realm, you know, when I was in the recruiting process, I, I didn't make my decision until basically early May, 
you know, because I was building those relationships with a bunch of coaches and mm-hmm. taking a ton of visits and making sure, you know, I made the right decision. Right. Now, granted, I only had Division three offers as is, so. But still, that's still a, that, it's know? still a big decision to make because, you know, you're, you're, you know, us guys, I was a Division three guy as well. Us, us Division three guys, we're, we're, you know, we're thinking about the long, mm-hmm. the long haul, you know, we're not worried about our, our quote unquote pro prospects or anything like that. We're thinking about our, our career as, as uh, you know, professional men and professional businessmen and, and coaches and things of that nature. So it's, there's a lot more to, to play at, at, uh, at, that, at that decision, I think. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That is for sure. And, you know, like being in the, the times that we are now, you know, this unknown territory, it's, I feel for those kids, you know, guys that are juniors that planned on taking spring visits and, you know, that's a huge part of their process. It's just, you know, trust that it'll all come out and work out the way it's supposed to. And you'll end up where you're, where you uh, ultimately want to be and know that it's a great fit for you. So absolutely. Kind of tough right now. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, coach, I got one more question for, and this is the one that's been, uh, been giving people fits, but, um, you know, if you could, if you could put together a, a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen um, from guys you you played with, or guys you've coached, or guys that you're just a fan of, who who would be on that uh, that five man offensive line? Well, I'm actually going to switch it up on you because I've been listening to your to podcast, and I'm going to go with my Mount Rushmore of O line coaches. Okay, I like that. Nice, very good. Yep. So you know, I think you know, I got five guys that I think have been huge in the overall development, you know, their coaching trees, all of that. And, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Jim McNally mm-hmm. and Paul Alexander and Howard Mudd. Okay. You know, those guys, you know, do a great Paul, job. Here, here's what I'll say about Paul, too. And I, I like Paul Alexander. I think – and I don't know if he – I don't know if who's going to listen to this, if he's going to listen to it. I think Paul got a little disconnected from the game. and is kind of stuck in his old ways. But Paul, I mean, I can remember going to Midwest lineman camp when I was a kid growing up um, and it was, you know, at Illinois Wesleyan and Paul Alexander was there running it. And he was, he was at one point in time, the best offensive line coach in the NFL. You know, a lot of guys won't believe it for some of the things, you know, he gets a, he gets a ton of crap on Twitter now, but there was a point in time for a long period of time where he was the cream of the crop in the NFL. No, I agree. And I, funny you say that because I actually worked the Midwest lineman camp while I was at Lawrence Tech for two years. Did, oh, really? I, I would, got to know, you know, I got to know him very well. And yeah, the thing I'd say is he's, if you listen, and then because my next two guys are John Strollo and LaCharles Bentley. Yeah. So, you know, if you listen to both, you know, everybody, all those guys speak and kind of dissect what they're all saying is really the same thing, just different verbiage. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, kind of guys, some guys get bad reps and think, you know, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you know, I think if you can pull something from any of those guys and, you know, make yourself a better O-line coach, I think, you know, you're doing a good good thing for your players. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. Don't, you know, they're getting, you know, we getting some, Twitter gets in some heated lineman wars, but who, yeah, where, where's the rule that says you've got to be a 100% this guy or 100% that guy? I've, I know in my coaching style, I take little things like you just said. I take bits and pieces from every coach I've I've learned from or every coach I've been around, and, and that's kind of the beauty of it. You get to build your own uh, repertoire, so to speak. So I think it's it's such a it's such a great profession, and don't don't 
don't be upset that one guy does something different than than another guy. You know, make make your own style, make your own way. No doubt, and it's you know that's part of the game of you know being a coach is you're always learning. So right, you may not exactly. Agree with but at the end of the day, you know they believe in it, and you should believe in what you're teaching and coaching to your guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Great, great point there, coach. Well, all right. Well, you know, we'll uh, we'll get you out of here. If you want to go ahead and drop the uh, gr- drop your Twitter handle for the listeners and any other information you want these guys to know. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Coach Holton. Uh, last name is spelled H O L E T O N. Um, it's obviously big, you know, for all of our Eastern Michigan football recruiting and all that stuff. So, you know, it's huge, big part of it there. And then, you know, just I know we're in tough times right now. Just got to keep, you know learning and encourage guys to get on zoom clinics. You know, I've seen a ton of those and, you know, just keep growing the game that we're doing during this time and make the most of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on and uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy out there. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you soon. Likewise, coach. I appreciate you taking time. Invite me on. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again for everyone listening. And remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of hog football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome conversations from the chat and the podcast.